the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. Behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of crystal, and all your walls of precious stones. I, you know, I'm just going to bless you and adorn you with beauty now that you've come back. And of course, he's describing the new Jerusalem here. If you remember from our Revelation study, Revelation 21, where you've got streets of gold and walls covered with precious jewels. As Pastor Dan continues our study in Isaiah, he draws our attention to the amazing grace on display in its pages. The Old Testament is often associated more with God's wrath and judgment than His grace. But when you look at it, you can find it interwoven into every single story. Time after time, Israel turns their back on God. And time after time, He waits patiently, supernaturally intervening, drawing them back to Himself, and quickly forgiving when they turn back and repent of their many transgressions. And now, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 54, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. All of their sins have been forgiven, chapter 53, by the suffering servant of the Lord, who died for their sins, Jesus Christ. Now the relationship can be restored between Israel and her husband, Jehovah. And so here, chapter 54 begins with the word sing, rejoice, celebrate. Why? Because your sins are forgiven. Chapter 53, your your relationship with your husband is now restored. You can enter into a new covenant, a new contract with your husband and your barren. Look what it says. This is mind blowing. You're barren. Sing, O barren. You've not born children. You've not labored. You're desolate. Now, in in ancient times, uh, barrenness was considered a curse. And look what he says here in verse 2. Oh, man, it's so amazing. The Lord says to unfaithful Israel, who's been cheating on him since their wedding day. He says, I'm going to forgive you for all of that. And I'm going to take you as my wife again. And then in verse two, he says, you you need to expand your tent. You need to add an addition onto your tent because of the children you're going to have. Children are a blessing from the Lord. And here's what the Lord is saying. I'm going to bless you. They've been unfaithful since the wedding day. 
He's extended to them over and over the opportunity to repent and come back. And they just refused and refused and refused and he separated from them and he, he removed his blessing from them and they continued on in their infidelity. And then he finally divorces them in Jeremiah chapter three, puts them away. And finally, there comes a point where they're willing to come back. And he says, I'll, I'll take you back. I'll, I'll, I'll make a new covenant with you. And it's going to be better than the first covenant, the first covenant that you broke, even though I was a faithful husband to you. And now, now when I take you back, your sins are forgiven. I'll remember them no more. And now I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you so much that you need to put an addition on your tent to hold all the children that we're going to have. All the blessing, you know, you were you were barren, you were you were desolate. And all of that's been lifted now, all of that's been lifted. And the Lord now is saying, I'm going to bless you exceedingly abundantly above all you can think or imagine. Now that you've come back to me, Isn't that amazing. Now that you finally came back after all these years of your unfaithfulness, I'm going to I'm going to forgive you and forget about it. And now I'm going to just bless you beyond your wildest dreams. Now, notice what he says here. Notice what he says. In verse one, the end of the verse, notice he says, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. The Lord says here, he says to his unfaithful wife, Israel, he says, you will have more children. Remember, children are a blessing. You will have more children than the woman who has lived with her husband faithfully. You will have more children. You'll have a greater blessing than the woman who has been faithful to her husband and has never departed from him. I'm going to bless you more than the person who's been faithful. What? Isn't that amazing? You know what that is? You know what that's called? Grace. And you know what else that is? That is complete forgiveness. That's complete forgiveness. He really remembers our sins no more. And it's the grace of God here where God says, not only will I take you back as my wife after all of your unfaithfulness to me, but then he promises to give Israel more children, more blessing than those who have been faithful all along and never once strayed it's grace that's grace grace of course is undeserved blessing undeserved favor and and god will bless them more than they deserved more than those who have been faithful all along it's grace it reminds me of the story of the prodigal son I remember that in the Gospel of Luke, the story of the prodigal son, the one son, the younger son. Uh, he asks his dad for his inheritance, a very, uh, very rude thing to ask. He gets that inheritance, and the way that it reads there in the text, uh, he immediately liquidates it. He sells it off. That was his plan all along. Just get, just get the property from dad, then I'm going to sell it. And he sells it, and he goes off, and he wastes it. That's what prodigal means, wasteful living. He just wastes his whole inheritance. And when he comes back to his father, and he comes back to his father's house, wanting to just be a slave in his father's house. 
His father receives him and his father throws this big celebration for his son who once was lost and now is found, who once was dead and is alive now. He throws this huge party, kills the fatted calf, puts on the robe, puts on the ring, puts on the shoes on his son, throws this huge party for the son who has wasted the inheritance. But he's never thrown a party for the older brother. The older brother was always faithful. But he didn't throw a party for him. Even though the older brother was faithful to the dad. And remember, the older brother's angry that he would throw this party for his lousy younger brother who wasted the inheritance. Why is the older brother angry? He's angry about his father's grace. He's angry that his father is being gracious with the younger brother. And the older brother saying, hey, I've been here faithfully. I've always served you. I've been faithful to you. You've never killed a fatted calf for me. You've never thrown a party for me. And what that older brother didn't understand was grace. He didn't understand grace. The father threw the big party for the son that was lost and now is found and treated the, the, the younger brother better, had a greater celebration for the younger brother. It's grace. That's how grace works. You know, the shepherd celebrates finding the one lost sheep and doesn't really celebrate the 99 sheep that never strayed. Just grace. It's just grace. And here the Lord says, you're going to be more blessed now that you've returned to me. You're going to be more blessed than those that have never strayed. It's just grace. Look at verse four. Do not fear. For you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced. For you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. You know, God, God compared uh, the disgrace of Israel first to barrenness uh, because of her infidelity. Now he compares their compares Israel and their humiliation to the reproach of of widowhood, not having a husband, not having a child. And the Lord says here that he will remove all of their shame, all of the disgrace, all of the embarrassment, all of the reproach because of their sin. It's all it's he's going to take it all away. And praise the Lord, praise the Lord for the blood of Jesus Christ. That his his blood not only takes away our sins, but it tells us in Hebrews that he also gives us a clear conscience. Right, that the blood of Jesus Christ also takes away the disgrace of our sin and the shame of our sin and the embarrassment of our sin and the guilt of our sin, the guilty conscience of our sin. So you, don't, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to be afraid about it. I'm going I'm to take away all of it, the shame, the disgrace, the reproach, all of it. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. 
Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Look what he says in verse 5. Look what he declares to his unfaithful wife. For your maker is your husband. I'm your husband. He's been waiting for her to come back. He's been waiting for her to quit her unfaithfulness and just come back. He says, I'm your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken. And grieved in spirit. Like a youthful wife when you were refused, says your God. Look what he says in verse seven. For a mere moment, I have forsaken you. But with great mercies, I will gather you. He did forsake her. He did forsake her. You know, remember back in chapter 50, he, he, he talked about how you've, you've brought this on yourself by your sin. And there came a point where he, he did forsake her. He did separate from her. He did remove his blessing from her. There came a point, as we saw in Jeremiah 3, where he put her away and gave her a certificate of divorcement, a bill of divorcement. He's divorced from her. He did forsake her. But it was just for a mere moment. And with great mercies, he gathered her back as his wife. They were forsaken for a mere moment, but they were gathered with great mercy. Israel needed great mercy from the Lord because they've been so unfaithful. We need great mercy, don't we? You know, you, we sing about the Lord's love reaches to the heavens. His faithfulness reaches to the sky. You know, as high as the heavens is my mercy for you. Why does he tell us that? Because we need that much mercy. We need a lot of mercy. And he says, I'm going I'm, I'm to receive you back with great mercy. With a little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. His wrath, it was just for a moment. His kindness, it's everlasting. Isn't that amazing? For this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. God here says, just as I promised that I would never flood the earth again, like I did in the days of Noah, now I'm promising you, Israel, my wife, that I'll never be angry with you again, and I'll never rebuke you again. Now that's going to be fulfilled. That's not fulfilled now. That's going to be fulfilled in the kingdom age. When Christ returns and Israel receives him as their Messiah. And from that point, never going to be angry, never rebuke you again. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. I mean, you just see the Lord's heart here. And it's, you know, he's not like us. In a, in a marriage, if you had a wife or husband who is 
constantly, continually unfaithful. Uh, that's very, very difficult to even overcome that. But then to have have you try to come back together as husband and wife and try to work this thing out and try to get through all of that hurt and all of that pain and all of that shame. Uh, man, that's that's a lot of big hurdles to overcome there. And that's why the Lord says it, it, it's permissible in the case of adultery for a couple to get divorced because it's just, you know, it's, it's so broken that it's almost impossible but for the grace of God to ever overcome that. But here you see the heart of the Lord. And he's just been waiting for his wife to come back. And, and he says, man, my, my kindness will never depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. Never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. Oh, you afflicted one, tossed with tempest and not comforted. Now, why, why is Israel afflicted? Why are they tossed with tempest? Why are they not comforted? Because of their sin. They brought it on themselves. Look what he says now, though. Behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of crystal and all your walls of precious stones. I, you know, I'm just going to bless you and adorn you with beauty now that you've come back. And of course, he's describing the new Jerusalem here. If you remember from our Revelation study, Revelation 21, and where you've got streets of gold and walls covered with precious jewels. All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children in righteousness. You shall be established. You shall be far from oppression for you shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you. Now, all of these things they experienced because of their infidelity, because of their unfaithfulness to God. They were oppressed. They lived in fear. They lived in terror because of their uh, spiritual adultery, going after these other gods. And now the Lord is saying, you don't have to worry about these things anymore. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Verse 16, behold, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work. I have created the spoiler to destroy the, you know, the, he's talking here about making weapons for war and the destroyer. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You don't have to worry about that anymore. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. So husband's going to take care of his wife. She doesn't have to worry anymore. She doesn't have to be afraid anymore. You know, a, a man would, would likely say to his wife, well, you did this to yourself. You brought this on yourself. You're suffering the consequences of your own actions. But not our Lord, not our Lord. Our, our Lord really does forgive our sins. And forget about our sins. And there's complete restoration there. Complete restoration. Now, turn with me over to chapter 62. Of Isaiah. And we'll end with this. A couple verses here. 
Isaiah 62, verse 4, the Lord speaking to Israel. You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land any more be termed desolate. You're no longer going to be called forsaken by your husband. You're no longer going to be called desolate. But look what it says. But you shall be called Hephzibah. Hephzibah. You know what that means? My delight. My delight. And your land shall be called Beulah. Not Beulah, Alabama. Beulah. You know what Beulah means? Married. Isn't that great? You're no longer going to have this label of forsaken, which she was because of her own sin. And, and, and understand, you know, it was, it, was right, it was right to be for her to be forsaken because of what she did, starting on the wedding day. You know, she deserved it. But here the Lord says, you're no longer going to be called forsaken. You're no longer going to be called desolate. From now on, you're going to be called my delight. And you're going to be called married. Isn't that great? You're going to be called married. Look what it says. For the Lord delights in you and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoices over you. Look at verse 5. Verse 5, how does God see Israel who's been unfaithful since the wedding day and wouldn't quit her unfaithfulness for years? He sees her as a virgin. He sees her as this pure virgin bride. And he rejoices over his bride as the bridegroom. It's forgiveness. It's the forgiveness that we have in God where he makes us clean in his sight. He makes us blameless in his sight. He makes us pure in his sight. Just like a pure, spotless bride. Without wrinkle and without blemish. And Israel at this point is as, you know, man. As far from being a virgin bride as you can be. But that's how the Lord sees her now. As this pure virgin bride. And he rejoices in her as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. So shall your God rejoice over you. He asked me how I know and I say Bring than the finest crystal. That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. We're so glad you joined Pastor Dan Sexton for his verse-by-verse study through the book of Isaiah. This extraordinary book is quoted in the New Testament more than any other Old Testament book. Plus, it provides us with the most comprehensive picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. It includes the full scope of His life and ministry, from His virgin birth to His sacrificial death to His resurrection and second coming in glory. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an edition of this program. That website again is calvaryec.com. We'd love to hear from you too and learn how Ring of Truth has blessed you. 
please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. Let us know how God is working in your life and if there's anything that we can be praying for during this study of Isaiah. That number again is 410-491-4592. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray the Lord bless and keep you and that your faith is deepened with each passing day. Tune in next time to continue our study of the book of Isaiah right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize